1: fantasy freaks and geeks what's up you're listening to the nfl fantasy live podcast james Cole here with you joined alongside by the magical beard of fantasy himself right one
2: hell of a rocker oh hey that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> We got matt francisco in the building what's up
2: what up man got the beard trimmed yesterday okay had a lovely weekend starting with the k-town throwdown friday night yeah buddy Thank we you. got the whiz kid from wisconsin
1: alex kelhar what's up
3: i'm think i'm still recovering from all the korean barbecue I <laughs> ate and beers i drank on friday yeah yeah
1: you were
3: epic on friday man i know how to drink beer and i know how to eat meats what, what can <laughs> i tell you it's true it's true good
1: god you I mean you ate your entire weight your entire body weight.
3: I paid for it this weekend.
2: Oh my. He's in the best shape Lord. of his life.
3: No, well, I mean I had to go on, I had to go on a couple runs to try and sweat out all of the meats and I still don't think they've all made it out of my
4: system. So. Oh my Woo.
1: goodness. Uh, we got MG my guy Marcus Grant what's going on?
4: Man, we are we are for real for real into fantasy season now. We got like you have like fake 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 NFL games being played. Fake news? I mean I mean sorry. Exhibition. Oh. oh okay. Pre-season? What, Pre-season? Are calling, what are we calling these? Things? Preseason games. Um, you know. I sat in a stadium and I watched Kellen Moore throw worm burners. <laughs> oh, you went to the game? <laughs> I did. Sad. <laughs>
1: uh we've got the fantasy maverick himself, one half of the danger zone. We're talking about Adam Rank. What's going on, man?
5: Oh, what a great weekend. It was in a lot of different levels. Unfortunately, I missed the K-Town throwdown. I didn't know there was Korean barbecue.
1: You didn't uh, know that there was going to be Korean barbecue I on you something guys are going entitled to... the K-Town
5: throwdown. I know that you're going to K-Town. Yes. I didn't know that it included dinner. Well, it d- I didn't know it was dinner and a show. It's a throwdown, bro. What do you think a throwdown includes? Huh, brah? Start singing. What's up, brah? Start belting out the the bridge to take on me. Oh, dude, we? And oh, <coughs> that's that's one sure. we didn't do. We didn't do that. Well, you can't do it if I'm That's probably for the best. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I got to be there. But, yeah, I love the Korean barbecue.
1: What a great show we have in front of us here today. Um, Look, I know we had teased the Sleeper Spectacular uh, last week, but uh, some things happened on Friday.
3: A few things. A few things (laughs) happened.
1: Wait, was there news on Friday? A lot of things happened on Friday. We're going to be talking about Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to be talking about Sammy Watkins, talk about the fantasy fallout there. Uh, We will let in. For the very first time, the Listener League entrance Whoa. into the OG League, into the Bearded League, and into the Danger Zone League as well. We're going to close out with a round of daily daps, but we shall start your show with your top headlines.
5: The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news.
2: Breaking news. Whistles go. I
1: like We
0: continue to follow breaking news.
2: news. I'm a
1: kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife. All right, we'll start with Ezekiel Elliott. Suspended six games for violation of the league's personal conduct policy. It is anticipated that he will uh, appeal the decision. Uh, I, I would imagine he's going to, we'll hear about that in the next coming days here. And then again, the league will have to then, you know, hear the appeal. If they can provide some new information, I don't know, maybe that six game suspension gets knocked down. But as we stand today, he's going to miss six games. But you mix in that bye week as well. He's going to be gone for seven weeks. That is 50% of the fantasy season. We're talking about a dude in Zeke Elliott that was a consensus top three pick. We're seeing him go number one in some drafts. Franchise, I'll start with you. Now that you know that he's going to miss, or I guess we sit here today and, and we say, okay, this guy's going to miss 50% of the fantasy season. But when he comes back, he's an absolute game changer. Yeah. Where do you draft this guy?
2: That's a, It's a tough question, man, because a lot of people, I'm sure, had drafts this past weekend, had to make a tough decision. Maybe you're taking him in, like, the fourth, the fifth round, thinking he'll come back for you week eight. If that, like, worst-case scenario, he misses six games, he can come back week eight, and you can plug him in as an RB1. All right. If you've made it that far, basically, like, he'll be available for the fantasy playoffs if you're in them. But you're basically wasting an early draft pick to get him, and then you you need to insulate your roster later with some other upside guys. But it's like – It's tough because if you just take him and he's burning a hole in your roster for for seven weeks, I don't know. It's tough. Well, I mean, you talk about a guy you'd
1: like to take in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. But Alex, he's not going to fall that far.
3: I saw Graham Barfield, who we had join us for one of our mocks, writes for Fantasy Guru, said he he got into like five MFL 10s over the weekend. And Zeke's ADP was in the second round, in everyone. That's them. right. What?
1: No, no, that's which right. now
3: granted, those are best balls, so you Different don't have to rules, worry about the yeah. wear and stuff. But his ADP is going go to go higher because people are going to be, you know, talking about that risk the whole time. But my big concern about it is that, like, yes, the argument can be made that ten games or eight games of Zeke or whatever are greater than greater than greater than greater than like a lot of the guys you might pick in those earlier rounds instead of him, but. What we have to remember when we're building these rosters and looking at this is that fantasy is a weekly game. It is not a season-long game. Okay. And if you're anticipating getting Zeke and having him go through that stretch run and carry you into the fantasy playoffs, you need to make damn sure that your team in those early weeks is going to be able to win you enough games to get to that playoff spot. Because if you have him burn a hole in your roster for seven weeks, exactly. and then you're sitting at, you know, one and six or two and five, and are basically out of contention for the fantasy playoffs, you sh- you've blown your whole season.
1: All right, so – I'm going to throw out a semi-hot take here. Okay. And I put it out online that, to me, I'm going to get aggressive. I'm going to get crazy aggressive on Zeke Elliott. I'm okay with taking him with a top 15 pick. What? Yeah, I know. And it sounds insane. We're talking about a guy that legitimately could miss half the fantasy football season. Yeah. But I think that if you're sitting there, and you got to keep in mind how we're drafting here. Now, again, this is not for auction, okay? Yeah. But we're talking about your typical snake draft, 12-team format, let's say. If you're sitting there with pick number 15, it's almost impossible that this dude is going to come back around back to you. So if you want to get him, you I think you've got to invest a top 15 pick if you like him. If you don't like him, all right, you move on, you take somebody else. But I just think if you're gonna, if you want to get the guy, I really honestly feel like there's not that many players uh, after the number 15 selection that where I'm saying I got to get this guy. But Zeke Elliott is that guy, and that's why I'm saying just because in a typical snake draft format, you're not going to see him again. You know, so it's the same idea of. If you're like in a 16-team league and you're sitting there picking at number 16 and at the turn, you basically get whoever the hell you want to get. Because you got to throw ADP out a little bit in these deeper formats because you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not going to get that guy. So if I like him, just go get him. So that's the argument that I would make, saying that Zeke Elliott is, at least to me anyways, worth it as a top 15 pick. Now, obviously you got to insulate yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to figure out who you want to get to insulate yourself. You know, is it going to be a Jaquiz Rodgers? Rogers? Is it going to be Darren McFadden, Alfred Moore? I don't know, yeah, but you got to figure that part of it out. And obviously that's the tough what part. What do you mean? But, I
5: don't know. You should
1: have a plan. <laughs> this is your great, <laughs> <Yes>. grandiose power. <laughs> tell us who to pick. I'm saying nope. take Darren McFadden in the fifth round. So that's you're spending it. a 15, a number 15 pick on Zeke, a fifth round pick on Darren McFadden, and you're going to piece together
5: possibly a top-five player. So, see, but I'd rather have R. Kelly than Darren McFadden. Okay. I think it's a waste of a pick to take McFadden because, first of all, you're going to trust that he's going to be healthy. I mean, he had a miracle run two years ago when yeah. he had over 1,000 rushing yards. Mm-hmm.
1: 1,400
5: and, total. And was able to do it. But his history has shown that he just can't stay healthy. And I, and I don't know that we can rule out the Cowboys from making a move. I mean, if you're the Cowboys and you see the Jets who are – Presumably in some sort of tanking mode, okay, and they have a veteran like Matt Forte sitting Ooh. there. Like I would, I would personally, if you're okay. drafting right now, I would take a speculative ad on Matt Forte just in case, because I'm just trying to identify some of the veterans out there who, are, who who could be. Obviously, D'Angelo Williams took himself out of the running, but who are those older running backs? You're like, oh, they're on a team that's not going to go anywhere. You know what would
1: be spicy if the Tennessee Titans wanted to get crazy. Trade DeMarco. DeMarco back to Marco Murray? Backed, back to Dallas.
4: <laughs> Let's go. Never gonna happen. I Let's
5: go. The price tag for that? I mean, that would be cool, but the yeah. price tag. No, no, I hear what way you're way saying. Too, way too high. All right, what? so give me. A, I mean, give me
1: a, a fair draft price in your mind, Adam Rank, for for Zeke.
5: No, I like it. I mean, if you're sitting, the the ideal situation is to be sitting at the turn, have the first overall pick, mm-hmm. and then be sitting there and have him fall to you, which yeah. is possible because last year. With Le'Veon Bell in one of my leagues, that happened, and and everybody passed on him, and nobody wanted to That's what to I'm do it. saying. And the guy who, is, who had the second overall pick, he knew right when he made his second-round pick, he's like, oh, my God, you're going to do it. I go, of course I'm going to do it, because I had Antonio Brown. <laughs> I took Dez, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell. See ya.
2: And you guys are going to yeah. be pissed. But if, you take, if you take Zeke at that turn there, who what are you taking? It depends on what, what position you take with your first pick. You yeah. have to take an RB1 first. Yeah, 100%. So you have that locked in feature back, yep. then you are basically burning a pick on Zeke. Yep. Then would he go wide receiver, wide receiver, and then like McFadden? That's that's pick. right.
5: Yes. I would disagree. I would say if you have two wide receivers, if you've loaded up at the wide receiver position and have those guys, and then you are basically going zero RB, right? And you are going to be piecing together your running backs just like a zero RB person would be doing. And then Except you get you are get getting RB Ezekiel one. Elliott right. in week nine, right? Which is not bad. Week eight, week nine.
1: Um, week, week eight. eight, week eight. Because he would miss eight. six games, and then there's, and a, there's a bye week there. mixed yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, he'd come back for week eight. But, oh, man, I, the debate, I think, will rage on yeah. uh, until we and get the, some
4: clarity in well, terms of how many games he misses. Right, exactly.
1: Marcus, so.
3: what else do you think? You're the one who wrote our piece on this um, uh, on NFL Fantasy.
4: I mean, if it, if it is a situation where I have to reach for Zeke at you know in the top 15, do not want. Yeah, you know, if I've got to reach from the top fifteen and then come back around and get Darren McFadden in the fifth, like it's
2: a hefty price tag.
4: I don't want any part of that, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, I mean, McFadden's I, not a sure thing. Like yeah. I would rather I would rather go out and try to get myself a couple of of wide receivers and then load up on some some zero RB type backs a little bit later on in my draft because if you get if you get Ezekiel Elliott, you are going to have to add more running backs just to add depth. So in that case, why don't I just go out and get some sort of depth adding type backs? and just rotate those guys through and kind of play matchups there as opposed to, you know, it's like what Franchise said. If I'm holding a roster spot for seven weeks, eight weeks, I better be damn sure that I am loaded at the other positions to make sure that I'm still relevant. When Zeke, If I'm, if I'm you know, two and five when Zeke comes back. You're pretty I mean, much out of it. Yeah, there's really no point to it. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I hear that. And, of, of course, that's the big gamble, right? You have to have enough faith in yourself where you're saying, look, I can draft around this guy and still be, I don't know, three and three. Right as Zeke is coming back, that you gotta, you have to bet on yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, again, and I know it's difficult, but I tell you what, man, I, I'll do it. Uh, if, if I'm sitting there with a number fifteen pick in a snake draft, oh, it's gonna be hard for me to pass. I, again, and this so goes I'm, back to, and this goes back to what we saw from Le'Veon Bell.
2: Yeah, but at fifteen, you could get Jay Ajayi, you could get Michael Thomas, you could get. Maybe Jordan Howard. I think my the, the first bell pick. thing. He was coming back off such a smaller suspension, though. It was two games. It was two games. Like two games.
3: That's nothing.
1: It's true. It, it's absolutely true. I, it, and I understand why there there would be a lot of cause for concern there. And yeah. I get it's a semi hot take.
3: Yes, it's steamy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but is. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll gamble on myself. Uh,
5: See, I would feel comfortable doing it, and I don't know if you should be. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't, know if, what? Is, I don't oh. know if this is the right thing for you. You oh. might want to just play it safe. Okay. Why no. don't you just, t- you know what, just you're on the tee box, take out the five iron, <laughs> put it in the fairway. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want you taking out the driver. Rude. Right, listen,
1: rude. That's not. Is that good. totally uncomfortable? Was that rude? Uh, it was. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Can, can <laughs> Can we stay with Dallas to talk about how this move, if he does miss six games or whatever it might be, uh, how does it impact Dak and Des? Because again, we're talking about with uh, Zeke in the lineup, it's going to be a run-heavy offense. Does it remain? Do we project it to to be a run-heavy offense? How might this impact uh, Dak Prescott and Des Bryant?
5: I still think that we like Des for the reasons we've always liked him: is that he's a he's a red zone target monster. Yeah. You know, he's not the guy who puts up the prolific receiving numbers. Right. He's not, yardage 100, wise. He's not 100 catch guys. Yardage-wise, but, yeah, but he still catches a lot of touchdowns. Now that Jason Witten is like 80, <laughs> um, Dez is their number one option, yeah. at least the receiving side. And when they get there, and he always has a knack for getting open and things of that nature. The problem with the – so I think that Dak and Dez and all those guys will still continue to put up the production. Value we've seen remains because changed. We've seen the Cowboys – have success running the football with three different running backs over the last three years, DeMarco Murray, Darren McFadden, and Ezekiel Elliott. And it doesn't matter who the running back is for the Cowboys this season. That guy is going to go out there and be effective because of the offensive line. So whether it's it's Darren, that's the problem, though. Is he, I don't know. I don't trust any of the. I don't know that it's going to be Darren, Freddie Morris, or some rando. Some Money guy that they trade. Right, Ronnie, the Ronnie, Ronnie Hillman
4: technically is still on the oh, roster at the, at the moment. get, uh, it, look, get so, out of my life. So, here, here's my concern: like last year, and this is you know, courtesy of our excellent research team here. Mm-hmm. Um, the percentage of pass plays that the Cowboys ran without Ezekiel Elliott like, when he was on the field, yeah. they threw the ball 44 percent of the time. That's not a lot. When he was <laughs> off the field, they <laughs> threw it 64 percent. Hello, it's a big jump. It's a big
3: no, jump. It's also Cute. small sample size last year. True, you're a small sample. A size. lot of those plays, <laughs> I, I was. I was just looking for the same thing, what Marcus, I knew the reason Steve right, put it up. I'm know. just going to blow past that. <laughs> so,
4: but so, but the other part of that is, and again, yes, I agree, small Ooh. sample size. But you, know, you look at Dak's numbers with Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, a passer rating of 112, a completion percentage of 72%. Those numbers went down without Zeke, down to 92 for the passer rating, down to 60% for the completion percentage. I yeah. mean, 60% still pretty good, but certainly not 72
2: the other thing we should remember too, Dak was a rookie last year. We've heard stories about the Cowboys not giving the entire playbook to work with. Okay. Everything out of Cowboys camp this offseason has been Dak is improved. They're gonna give him the whole playbook. He's he's a leader. Yeah. He's gonna take a jump forward. Sounds so like a Russell Wilson en- type thing. That's encouraging. Sure. At least for Dez's outlook.
1: Okay. I think I think Des might I think Des will see more volume. Yeah. I mean, however slight it might be. I think he'll see a little bit more volume, and I think that can only be good things uh, for Dez Bryant. And, and, again, I think Rank's right. Right now his ADP's not really moving that much, you know what I mean? So maybe he's a, a slight better value uh, where you're, you're able to get the services for Dez right this second. All right, so the other big thing that happened on Friday, I, I guess two of the three big things happened in <laughs> Buffalo, man. I, I, we weren't even able to wrap our yeah. minds around this whole Dallas thing. And then Sammy Watkins out of nowhere, gets traded away from the Buffalo Bills, and then he goes to the L.A. Rams. Arden, out, out of nowhere, I, it was absolutely. Well, so this was
3: it was a three-team trade essentially, but made through multiple deals. Right, that's exactly
1: right. right. So Buffalo, the 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 Bills gave up uh, Sammy Watkins; they shipped him off to L.A in a separate deal that they got jordan matthews uh trading away uh darby over to philadelphia and philadelphia giving them uh, a draft pick and uh and jordan Matthews. let's talk about it from the fantasy perspective and of sure. course we'll start with sammy watkins we're watching sammy watkins adp value right now nosedive i, I mean clearly it's a downgrade at the quarterback position <laughs> going from Tyrod taylor <laughs> that is the sound of sammy watkins adp right now it's falling off a cliff
2: yeah, for sure.
3: I don't want any part of Sammy Watkins. None. I've said on this podcast recently. I was totally in on on buying into him with Buffalo. We'd we'd seen him che- hit that ceiling. You know, if he can if he could stay fully healthy with Tyrod, great things could come. Now you put him into into the Rams offense, and like while I have faith in Sean McVay there long term, okay. We don't know how it's gonna look. We don't know how Jared Goff's gonna look. There's Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Still, it's just. You put his injury concerns on an already concerning offense, and I just no thanks. Nope.
2: Plus, we're three weeks from Week One, and Sammy Watkins doesn't know the Rams' playbook. Like he people, he needs to learn some plays. And he nine th- route, baby. He was just like, oh, he was just, like, whatever the team needs to just, just do, run, and, and, I'll and go and do it. Maybe Jared, <laughs> but will run, it's concerning. You. Like guys, got to learn the playbook before they yeah. can sort of break out. And uh, our friend Rich Rebar over from Rotor World also tweeted this stat about Jared Goff. Last week, 7.1% of Goff's completions were on throws of 15-plus yards last year. That was ahead of only RG3 and Joe Flacco. That's not good for a deep threat like Sammy Walker. That I
1: understand, but it's tough, though, right? I mean, it's a completely different offensive mindset going sure. from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. Exactly. And like- plus, it's the second year of Jared Goff, too. I mean, he's not a rookie now. You know what I mean? So he's had, you know, he's had a full training camp, and I think he's buying
5: in. I don't know, man. I, oh, I'm I'm all about it. I'm like, come to butt. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're about what? You're about what? Sammy Watkins. Off? Oh, oh. Sammy Watkins. Because you can get him in you, the fifth round. Now. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, there were concerns about injuries and things. Like, all the concerns. Like, if you were in on Sammy Watkins last week, yeah. you should be more encouraged. This more week. encouraged? If you were willing to overlook his injury history, because that's the biggest thing. It yeah. He's never been healthy. So. Yeah. I didn't, I I didn't, my feelings on him stayed, the same. actually improved a little bit because if you're like, do I want him playing improved. In, in, do you want him in McVay's offense yeah. or Sean McDermott's offense?
1: Well, we don't know anything about McDermott's offense.
5: Exactly. Okay. So I wouldn't want any part of him, but now I think that McVay at least has some credibility NFL wise of, of constructing good offenses. I, I feel like they will design plays for Watkins to go out there and be successful. I think Goff is playing a little bit better. Goff didn't get any instruction. Like he was basically on an intramural team. Right. With no coach. <laughs> that's right. And it was like, go out and make up your own plays, bro. That's right. Because yeah. we're not I listen. Well, not, I Jeff Fisher's main thing was getting that team to move from St. Louis. Like he was the he was the guy driving the beacons
4: truck. But that's where <laughs> that's
2: where his expertise ended. The relocation
4: league. now we have an NFL coach helping so, But here's so here's what I look at. One, and I don't know the answer to this, this is something that it would be worth looking into, and maybe somebody knows the answer. How likely is it or how often does it happen that a guy who doesn't throw the ball downfield okay. all of a sudden becomes this downfield passer just because there's a new coach? Either you're that dude or you're not. You know, like, Jameis Winston is always going to be the grip it and rip it. We're going to throw it downfield and see what happens. It doesn't matter who's, who's calling the plays. He just has that mindset. Alex Smith has gone through multiple offensive coordinators. He's never suddenly become the guy who's like, you know what? I'm just gonna start chucking the ball down the field. I see what you're saying. Does Jared Goff suddenly become that guy? The other part is, yeah, they were playing in a, yeah, as Todd Gurley called it, a middle school offense. Right. where Basically, like you know, I think Goff would go in the huddle, take some rocks out of his pocket, and be like, all right, Kenny Britt, this is you. We <laughs> want you to run here and go to the fire hydrant, turn around. <laughs> yeah. Like if he wasn't that, if he wasn't the guy who's go gonna the chuck fire it hydrant, deep, <laughs> and turn around. right? Like if he wasn't gonna be the guy to chuck it deep oh. when he basically could just do essentially whatever he wanted, like,
3: why, why now? Also, my big concern well, is that, yes, he was in the Jeff Fisher offense. Yes, there was a lack of talent on that offense. But Jared Goff put up historically bad numbers in that offense, not all of the blame of which can fall on the shoulders of of Jeff Fisher and a lack of talent. Uh, this here, like, let me <laughs> look let me, at Elway's
2: rookie season.
5: No, let me, okay, not
3: this bad. Four. Here's from our good friend. I knew I. JJ grabbed this. Uh, JJ Zacharias and grabbed this extra stat. Forty-eight QBs have had 200 plus attempts oh, in their rookie JJ. year since 2000. Only Andrew Walter had a worse adjusted net yards per attempt than Jared Goff. Whom? Andrew no, Walter, the prior Arizona, Arizona State prior to ASU, played man, play for the Raiders. On, played for the Raiders. Played oh. for the Raiders,
5: man. Why didn't they retire the number sixteen at Arizona State? It <laughs> outrages me.
4: That wasn't Jake wasn't Plummer sixteen? He was sixteen. They okay. should have
5: retired Here are some him. players who Jared
3: Goff finished worse than in adjusted net, net yards per attempt: Jimmy Clausen, David Carr, Bruce Gradkowski, Lane Gabbard, You could have stopped the J- Josh Clawson. Freeman.
1: I'm seeing a lot of first-round picks.
3: <laughs>
1: Why are we <laughs> a lot of first round David
4: Carr? You, you could
3: have stopped at Jimmy Claus. So my point is, like, that that is part of the problem for me, too, is yes, I, I'm i a fan of McVay, and he's done some great things, but also he has a small track record in the NFL right now, and it was just as an offensive coordinator. He looks the part. He can talk the part. But, we like, he's got a, a, a huge question mark at quarterback now for Sammy Watkins, and in an offense, we need to see – them do some stuff on the field. I just cannot buy in at a fifth round. Hey guys, ADP. I have but, some. Uh, I have
5: some. Oh, go ahead. That's no, right. I was gonna say like you guys have convinced me not to take Jared Goff in my fantasy league, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still take Sammy Watkins. Is he not? Is he not as good as Kenny Britt, who had a mini breakout
4: last year? A little bit.
5: I mean a fifth round receiver. I won't take him because that'll just doom him. That's true. Don't take him in the fifth round, please. <laughs>
4: uh, I I do have some uh, I do have some breaking news. here. Hit me.
1: Oh boy. Courtesy
4: of our own Ian Rappaport, the okay. Chargers. Oh boy. The Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. Okay. Are eyeing an October debut for first round pick wide receiver Mike Williams. Oh. They're nice. saying the team. Good news. The team is saying that he could. That's good he news. Could come back and start practicing in September as Great. he's recovering from a herniated disc. Uh, and could make his debut in October. Of course, they still have to wait and see. There's still an outside chance he could start the season on the pup list, but uh, they're gonna try and figure this thing out. Okay, well, that's good news. That is
3: that is good news. But, but. we should we've got we're in the midst of a very <laughs> of a trade trades that had massive ripple effects. So, <laughs> that's exactly. Right. And the other okay, the other the last part about the Sammy this here is like okay. franchise mentioned he doesn't. Uh, know the playbook and stuff yet they also signed Robert Woods they drafted Cooper Cup they still have Tavon Austin they're going to target the running backs he drafted he drafted tight ends to play that's that. not a
1: cra- come no, on like no so it's like, not crowded it, man you just listed off a bunch of guys that are just also ran
3: who also know the playbook okay and that have been there longer Cooper and, like, Cup's
5: been there three weeks longer st- it's still more time <laughs> You I know, don't know. I, I, if you were going to sit here before Sammy Watkins got here and started talking about the Rams receiving corps, <laughs> you'd be, like, be like, Dookie stink, <laughs> Dookie stink, Dookie stink. And now I, all of a sudden I, <laughs> Sammy Watkins, a, he's got so many great people to battle. Okay. I don't know how he gets on that. <laughs> okay, he, so he competed against s- Robert Woods Sammy, before. Sammy I
3: Watkins is, is a home run threat, so he's got that going for him. But now <laughs> let's stack up the negatives. He's got a QB who has a suspect deep ball. Yeah. He's not going to get the target share in a vaunted offense. He's got to learn the he's playbook He's going to get still. a
1: target share. I mean, I don't yeah. know, man. I I, I, I find th- it difficult. Hey, I anyway. think
2: we need to pay close attention to how he's used in practice, how we they use him in preseason games coming sure. up. If your draft is in two or three weeks, use that information where to value him. Okay. Right now, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I don't know, man. Like like I said, his value is falling. So to me, it makes it a little it's bit more attractive. Creating value, yeah, yeah. it's creating it's
2: value. It's good. It's. i so tell you what, Sammy. Receiver
3: but it's reflecting falls the to like the ninth round. I'll take
1: him. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, the, the other, other Antonio <laughs> <Brand. clears throat> the other big piece uh, in that trade, uh, or in, in the cascade of trades that we saw on Friday, was that Jordan Matthews goes now from Philadelphia to Buffalo. Um, <laughs> Obviously, it's a downgrade for the offense. Let's talk about from a fantasy perspective. We'll start with Jordan Matthews. Look, he is, uh, however you slice it, he's the most, you know, name, rec- recognizable name yeah. in that wide receiving core. Yeah. Uh, f- fr- I know. It's not great. Wait a
3: minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anquan Boldin. They just signed Anquan, Anquan Bolden. Bolden. He's, he's a more recognizable name than Jordan Matthews right now. Jordan oh. Matthews oh. cracked rookie.
1: his sternum.
2: Yeah, he's injured he already. He's week to week.
1: First practice has built. Yeah. Chip Sternum, uh, and <laughs> he's weak to weak. Cool. Did Chip Sternum hit him? <laughs> oh, he, that's Chip the injury. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, God, I've never heard of Chip Sternum. i tell you what, Chip, Chip Sternum,
5: Sternum
3: sounds like the villain in an 80s movie. Totally. I was just about to say,
5: he's that,
1: he's that dirty player in that football movie that's going to take the cheap shot. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Patrick Chip Swayze Sturnum.
5: beat the hell out of Chip Sternum in Roadhouse? <laughs> That's the dude <laughs> he pulled his throat out.
2: Roadhouse. <laughs>
5: through his sternum. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> um,
1: franchise, we'll start with you. Oh. Jordan Matthews, I, again, I, I think if you're if you're a more ca- casual player, I think he's going to be the first Bills wide receiver uh, taken off the board. Should he be the first Bills wide receiver taken off the
2: I board? I think you go Anquan Bolden in this scenario. Okay. Just because he's a veteran and it's a run-first team, and Jordan Matthews, we've kind of seen him – I feel like, I I think his yardage totals have been pretty similar the last three years, but his his touchdown totals last year, I think he only had three after having eight in each of the last two seasons. That's a little concerning. Now he's injured, so we don't know when he's going to be able to get back on the field. I think, like, I'm leaning towards Anquan Bolden as, like, a late-round bench warmer.
1: In in, in 12-team leagues, is there any Buffalo wide receiver you would take, period? I don't feel like Jordan 12 team Matthews, leagues. 12 teams. I don't feel like Jordan Matthews, Anquan Bolden, Zay
4: Jones. I think I think I, I should have Zay Jones. I don't Late. think either I'll I don't
1: think anybody, any one of those three presents all, to me any upside.
4: They're all slot receivers, right? I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, but, they are, but what's the target weird, share? I, I the just, talk is, you know, that Jones will play outside. He is the the he's fastest the fastest of the guy, three. For sure. He's the fastest of the three. And so, you know, I, I would take a shot at him. I think, you know, he has certainly more potential, say, in best ball leagues or something. But I'd give him a shot late, late and, uh, you know, put him in there as my fifth or sixth wide receiver and, and let it go from there.
1: I mean, plus we start we start talking about learning playbooks. Jordan Matthews learning a brand-new playbook here. And his first practice in, he chips uh, his sternum, and he's going to be week to week. So yeah. he's w- he's going to be way behind.
2: They've also, way behind. They've also got Corey Philly-Brown. Andre Holmes. And Andre Holmes. I think think Philly
1: Brown might get cut. That's how bad he's been.
2: Really? Yeah, he's been bad. I was going to say he's Um, their deep threat, but I guess maybe not. Holmes might be (laughs) the deep threat, too. I think
1: the
3: the place I might take um, Jordan Matthews is later if it's a PPR format. Because what I could see him coming into is putting up a pretty consistent five for 54 (laughs) kind of line, which does not sound great. But if we're talking about a receiver in the double-digit rounds in a PPR format, 12-team league or so – I'll take a stab I'll take a stab at j Matt there. It's he is he is a good player but like being the slot receiver in a Bills offense that has finished 32nd and 31st in the league in pass attempts the last two years not an ideal thing. Can okay. I say
4: I have the sads for Tyrod. I was just about oh, dude. to ask you. I, what I do slid with Ty Rod I slid
3: Tyrod down in my ranking. I, I had, had him I had him among my top 10 quarterbacks because okay. I loved his his upside having Sammy knowing yeah. what they've done together and his rushing ability but now you take that that home run threat out of that offense, and he just becomes a floor play. Like, th- those 30-point fantasy games and Tyrod's range of outcomes are no. gone. Yeah, gone. He'll probably never get you fewer than 10 points, but he's also probably not going to cross 20 hardly ever.
1: The sad part about it all is that Tyrod Taylor throws a beautiful deep ball. Sammy Watkins is is an awesome deep player. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, just You just – I got you, you're taking off one of his legs, man. It just it stinks it's, for Tyrod.
3: Yeah, on. he he falls way to the back end of my late round quarterback targets now. I'd rather, I'd much rather take an Andy Dalton type yep. ahead of him in the, in that range. Just
2: just for reference, Robert Woods led the Bills last year with 613 receiving yards. Yep, and Tyrod was still a top ten quarterback. So there's okay. that.
1: There is that. Um, all right. How does not having Sammy Watkins and yes, they add Jordan Matthews, who's a big you know slot receiver, but how does that help or hurt? Shady McCoy's value because part of me says, well, okay, clearly they're not going to throw the ball a ton. At least you wouldn't think so. But then on the flip side of that is, well, opposing defenses now, I I I think you could sneak that safety down, and I think you could do it with confidence because again, there's not really that guy that's going to be able to take that top off the defense. How does losing Sammy Watkins uh, impact somebody like Shady McCoy, Marcus Grant?
4: I don't think it impacts him a ton. I mean, look. They're not going to throw the ball a lot, but let's not pretend that this is, you know. I, I don't know, this this isn't like a terrible passing game. It's just not a high-powered explosive passing game. I mean, between Matthews and Bolden and even Zay Jones, they can be competent enough that your defenders are going to have to respect the passing game. So an
1: okay real-life passing game, but for fantasy purposes not so much, but because it's nice in real life.
4: Right, it's enough to, to keep McCoy relevant. I mean, okay. this is a team that, you know, the last two seasons combined, they've run a ball over a thousand times, which is the most in the NFL. Um, they're going to continue to run the ball heavily, and, and you know I think I think Shady will be Shady. I'm not really concerned there. All right, there and it's, it's not like Sammy
2: Watkins played the entire season last year. You know he missed eight games, and McCoy was still an elite still fantasy good, yeah. back. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, how about on the other team now, the L.A. Rams? I I would imagine Adam Reich having somebody like Sammy Watkins. That's got to help somebody like Todd Gurley because again we start talking about safeties creeping into that box. A little tougher to do with Sammy Watkins out there.
5: Yeah, you do have a relevant receiving options out there that should take it plus you know the 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 rams did make some improvements on the offensive big time and again i'm just going to go back to the offensive minded coach and just have a little bit of faith in him and again you're going to get a good value because people were so burned last year that they don't want to walk it's like when you go someplace and you have food poisoning and then you never want to see it again like you won't even drive past it there's a place (laughs) in sunset beach i will never go to ever again (laughs) i got it so bad okay and um what did you want it was just a burger. Oh. How do you screw that up? I don't know. It's just Undercook it, I guess. Apparently, okay. it didn't seem like it at the time, because normally you would know it. You would bite in and be like, something's fishy here. But no, it seemed fine and seemed okay. And that's what Todd Gurley was like. You seemed fine, the fine. Seemed okay. Everybody <laughs> rationalized reasons why. Yes. Um, I had, But I only I had Gurley in just one league and one I didn't really care about. So yeah. I got too severely burned by him. So I'm, right. I'm pretty confident. Again, I will take the value right there. Um, the only thing that buns me out is, like, get rid of that little gold accent on the Rams' uniforms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. they oh, yeah, are so it close. Does, it, yeah, 100% agree. they are so <laughs> close. Their practice, their practice uniforms are the best. Like, they would have the best uniform in the if they just wore their practice uniforms. I hear that.
3: Um, can we talk about the Eagles quick, too? Because yeah. I think the departure of J-Matt actually helps their situation a lot. Does it? Yes. Well, because part of – I think I've even said on this podcast that uh, – I was concerned about Alshon Jeffrey at his ADP because you were looking at a team that Carson Wentz, I think finished sixth or seventh in the league in pass attempts. We were expecting that to come back down. He was there with Jordan Matthews, Tory Smith, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar was gunning for a spot in the slot for, uh, for Matthew's spot. It seemed like it was a, a muddled situation, but now you take J Matt out and suddenly those people have clearly defined roles. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's the number one there. Like Jordan Matthews, some people were even wondering if he was, he could beat, Uh, Jeffrey and targets this year if they were on the same team because of his history there and rapport now he's out of the picture so Alshon Jeffrey is the clear number one right I feel a little bit better about grabbing him in his his ADP range he's going about you know wide receiver 15 to 20 depending on where you're going sign me up just because it's things are clearer now that huge chunk of targets that Jordan Matthews was going to command is out of the picture and sure Aguilar is going to inherit some of those working in the slot but now with that true number one wide receiver outside, I think I think it's it's very good news for Alshon Jeffrey.
1: And then once he once Nelson Aguilar drops about 17 passes in a row, they're gonna stop going to stop going. Look, him. he bought new hands this off season, <laughs> all right? It's fine. When he drops those hand store. When he drops he those, <laughs> <laughs> he do, drops those 17 passes in a row, yeah, they're going to stop going to him, yeah. and then that's that's going to just mean more targets for Alshon Jeffrey. So yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that.
3: Right? I just think I just think it helped clear stuff clear stuff up there a lot. It's yeah. n- it's not really a, a gain or loss for Carson Wentz or anybody else, but for Jeffrey, it helped solidify his status uh, as that number one wide receiver. And I'd feel better about taking him where he's going now.
1: All right. How about Thomas Rawls? Let's talk about some preseason games here. Thomas Rawls worked with Seattle's first team. He's been getting first team reps. Eddie Lacy, meanwhile, worked with the second team in their preseason game against the Los Angeles. Chargers now neither one did really much of anything Thomas Rawls two rushes five yards Eddie Lacey four rushes ten yards so neither one was terribly impressive but uh, that being said I think if you're reading the tea leaves Adam Rank uh, Thomas Rawls certainly uh, looks like he could be the starter to open the season
5: wow Franchise is, I think, ready to pounce on this one. Oh, is he? It? He's heavily <laughs> invested in Thomas Rawls. Him he to,
4: was mad look, online I, this morning about Thomas Rawls.
2: I wrote an article about the Seattle backfield earlier in the week. You can check it out, nfl.com slash franchise. Okay. In that article, I pointed out that Thomas Rawls is the best value in this backfield because Lacey's going like six ish round yeah. as of last week, at nope. least. Nope. Don't he's want coming that. off ankle surgery. Don't want it. This is It's crazy. Like, the. Everyone says they added him in free agency to be their feature back, and then camp starts, and Rawls is splitting first-team reps with him. So right. what does that signal? It signals that the team wants Rawls to be that early-down guy. He runs violently, so he's susceptible to injury. But people point to last year with Rawls, oh, he was he was so bad. Like, look at his terrible production. He had a sh- was coming off a shattered ankle and, right. like, a broken leg. That's right. And they had – the offensive line was terrible. Russell Wilson was banged up. I think, if anything – Everything that went wrong or that could go wrong with Seattle's offense went wrong. Except for Kristen Michael leading them in rushing. Yes, he <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I had the X-Files theme on this. <laughs> <sound laughs> uh, RIP oh, Kristen Michael. Good. Anyway, Thomas Rawls, well, we saw him in 2015 when he took over for Marshawn Lynch. I think we're going to see... An improvement on that version of Thomas Rawls. I totally agree. Guys as and rookies, And you can
1: get him in the double digit rounds right now? That's what oh, I'm saying. That's I think right. I, I <laughs> that's think not is, gonna last his ADP's starting to
2: creep up, You're right. to creep up? You're right. because people see him working with the first team. Right. Since but I'm completely out on Eddie Lacy. <laughs> There's no reason to burn a pick in the sixth round on a guy like Eddie Lacy. <laughs> let's say those values Best slip, though. if Brent those job. values flip. <laughs> yeah, we'll take we're Rawls Thomas, in the fifth round.
1: Where Thomas Rawls is starting to go like let's say in the seventh round and we're starting to see Eddie Lacy go in the tenth.
2: I'm all in on Rawls. The Lord, Lord intended, and yeah. then you, and then you got CJ Procyse, who I've been kind of pounding the table for since okay. he entered the league, and he had all off season to work on his conditioning. He lined up uh, three of his eleven snaps in the preseason game were lined up as a wide receiver. He didn't get any targets, but they're going to use him in that role. I think Paul Richardson got hurt. I think he, he did. had a knee injury.
1: Uh, no, Paul Richardson had a shoulder separate or a sh- an AC joint
2: right, problem. Or that's something? what it was. That's yeah. what it was. So it was a diving so, catch.
1: Made a great catch and then instantly got hurt.
2: I think they're going to find ways to get ProSize involved as a pass catcher. He'll be the two-minute drill, third-down kind of guy. Yeah. And then Rawls and Lacey will rotate, but I think Rawls is the preferred guy for that offense.
1: All right, there you go. By the way, we welcome in those folks on Facebook Live. I know there might be some audio issues uh, there, uh, and for that I do apologize. But, hey, listen, if you've got some questions, roll them in. We'll, we'll try to read uh, some of your comments and questions on the air uh, as we have time. All right, let's talk about Paul Perkins now. He continues to disappoint in New York. I mean, we're talking about guys that are you know splitting first-team reps. Well, according to an ESPN report, uh, Perkins, quote, hasn't blown anyone away this summer. And Orleans Darkwa, Orleans Darkwah <laughs> continues to split first team reps there in New York. What do we make of this
5: news regarding? They also, Albert? there's also uh, reports that Shane Vereen, they're really excited about him, too. I'm. You know, this is. I w- we're joking around when can Shane the Vereen keep his was, can can
1: Shane Vereen keep his triceps intact?
3: Maybe that was such bad luck last year. Double tricep
5: tear. That's like, craziness.
3: Outrageously bad luck. It's crazy for Shane Vereen.
5: Just wear the sleeve, man. What's Probably pretty paint. <laughs> the sleeve, that's all you need. That's all you need. Compression sleeve. Yeah, that's
2: just compression
3: yeah,
5: sleeve. Exactly. What's the problem? You can't it, right? You know what
3: I mean? Yeah. What's that thing Farb's hawking
1: these days? Copper yeah, something? Copper yeah, copper fit. Copper fit. Yeah. Copper fit. Yeah, he needs a little copper fit I on the tricep. To say, uh, you know?
3: Copper tone was the first thing that came to <laughs> mind. we had sunscreen. Yeah, that's, that's not it. That's <laughs> not <laughs> those copper fit You know, Put the copper tone socks. on first, wrap it up in a copper fit. You do. Good to go. All the copper. Guys, it's just science, okay? You know? Exactly. These, these are well, facts. if
5: it's mapped, how is it going to explode out? <laughs> okay, anyways, Frank, I feel like you were actually <laughs> making a point with the Giants back in <coughs> the Probably we- wasn't. No. Um, <laughs> we were joking, well, we were when when franchises pounding the table with Thomas Rawls where you're like, "Listen, this is why you draft early before those ADP values switch." Right, right. Paul Perkins would have been the opposite of that where I would have been burned by it because yeah. I'm I'm excited about him. I, listen, I'm a little biased because I enjoyed watching him at UCLA. That's right. And uh, he hasn't taken control of it. So I need to start taking emotion out of it and realize that nobody's stepping up and that the Giants are probably just going to end up throwing it 800 times again. So <laughs> it really, when I hear that they, it, nobody's stepping up and like, Arlie, like okay, I've seen, I've seen this show before. That's right. Like I know how it ends. It's not good. And it means that dead arm Eli is going to have to throw the ball an awful lot, which means uh, Sterling Shepard. The, the, the interesting one for me is Sterling Shepard. I really think that if he can be completely healthy when the season starts, he has an opportunity, especially with both the big-name guys out there.
4: Brandon got Marshall Jr. is
5: already out there impressing people with his one-handed oh, grabs and everything. Man. And Brandon Marshall will just draw the attention because he's still Brandon Marshall. I don't think that he's going to be as effective as he was, you know, back in his time in yeah. Chicago and Denver and everything like that. But, but he's still a good weapon. But I, I think that their de facto running game becomes a dude like Sterling Shepard, who they're going to find a way to get – Or the maybe Shane of. Vereen, as you mean. Or maybe Shane Vereen.
2: So okay. it's
5: troubling. I don't trust either one of those two guys battling for first-team
2: reps. Right. I feel like the Giants' backfield has just been a muddled mess for like three or four for years. years yeah. and nobody can figure out. It has. That.
1: That's right. I hope they just re-sign Jennings once again. <laughs> hey, don't push that evil in. out. In <laughs> What difference does it make? It's not. I mean,
5: you're not drafting Paul Perkins. You're not. You're definitely not drafting Orleans Darkwa. I mean, come on. You know, who cares? Are they really done. I mean, like, it, you have to go back to the Tiki Barber. I think. I think Rashad Jennings
3: had one. one decent year there, where he was like the RB twenty-ish, and he missed a few games, I think. Yeah, and then we were all like, "Guys, he's gonna be great next year." And then they. <laughs> Yep, see ya. I think that's when they gave Andre Williams like 10 attempts inside oh, the one-yard right. line. they
1: drafted Andre Williams. Why did <laughs> y'all that? that? makes no sense. Then the un- unpleasantness
3: S- Sorry to trigger you guys with the question <laughs> of Andre Williams.
1: But. Uh, speaking of go- running backs that we have completely misdone, apparently I am a garbage talent evaluator. Hmm. Samadja Piran run. <laughs> <is> a clear-cut <laughs> backup to Robert. Oh, this is why you do drafts early, because if you took R. Kelly – Oh,
5: come on. you'd be stoked P. Ryan having a terrible mean?
1: camp thus far. Uh, he had a fumble and a drop pass in last Thursday's preseason game against the Ravens six rushes 15 yards uh, 2.5 yards per carry average and reports out of camp have painted a picture of a running back in Samaj P Ryan that has struggled in blitz pickup
5: and pass.
4: Protection. So, so he's is
5: Dalvin Cook, the other night?
4: So he's fumbled the ball. He's fumbled it. Uh, he struggles in pass protection, <clears throat> and he's dropped passes. He's dropped passes, and the uh, coaches have said they were concerned he doesn't hit the hole hard enough. That's other right. than that, everything's going great.
2: Fix he's, your mic a little bit, you.
3: He's like a talented, strong here. dude. There okay.
2: we go. Uh, A friend, a friend uh, Matt Waldman, who yep. does the RSP. I think he was on the podcast. in right the Off season. Yeah. we had me and Harmon had him on the Fantasy Hipsters podcast, and he compared. Samaj P. Ryan and Rob Kelly saying Rob Kelly was like a walk pan. Okay. A walk. Yeah. And w- Ajay, okay. yes, yes. Samaj P. Ryan is like a cast iron pan. Okay. Being like eventually the handle on Rob Kelly is going to break off. I see. But Samaj P. Ryan is going to be strong. I think this is just rookie growing pains. I also, if you listen to the ATN podcast from Friday, they talked about, Mark Susser talked about how the entire Redskins offense just looked like trash. They were just getting dominated by the Ravens. Bad. I mean, it's not a good sign. I think it's rookie growing pains for P. Ryan. Hopefully he can improve. I like him as a talent. But for now, Rob Kelly's the best value. Like All We right. almost expect too much. Like We expect yeah. him to come in and be like,
5: how is he not running for 1,400 yards in his rookie season? Yes. Like, not everybody. <laughs> <should> because <laughs> there
2: way. are these guys like Mixon and Fournette yeah. that are um, like doing things. I think you it's know?
5: important to remember with this team
3: specifically, and this is why it was possible to read the tea leaves last year that Rob Kelly was going to have some value down the stretch, is that Gruden and that offensive staff, Despise almost more than anybody putting the football on the ground. That's right. So for oh, P. Ryan, Matt Jones. well, yeah, Matt, Matt Jones—that's Jones. what got him out of the way. P. Yep. Ryan to have done that in practice and then you know have it become an issue is just going to cement Kelly as the starter for at least a while. I don't think this makes P. Ryan irrelevant. He could still be worth a you know last round dart throw or a guy to keep an eye on on the bench on the waiver wire and call up quickly. Okay. Because this backfield could change, and we know Rob Kelly. He was fine last year. He's he, you know, he's not going to Have up. we
1: switched bodies? What's, what's going on here? Why are you talking no. up for P. Ron?
3: I've been talking up for Kelly, and I still think he's a value. I'm just saying, like, Rob Kelly also isn't, like, a tra- transcendent talent at the running back position. He could easily cede this job down the line to P. Ron.
2: But
5: don't here's take, what's going to happen. You're going to draft him with one of your last picks, and you're going to hold on to him for one four of your weeks. Line.
1: I mean, here's the problem and with P. Ryan. He's going that. in the ninth round.
2: Eh, he'll still. Didn't you take him in the fifth in one of our mocks? Yes, Probably. he did. He'll You're crazy. continue. <laughs> whatever. I'm insane. What do you want from me? He well, won't do anything for
5: the first five weeks. You'll drop him in that week. And then that's the week. Boom! Breakout. <laughs> 200
1: <laughs> yards on the ground. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, again, I, I don't know what to make of all the reports. They, they certainly haven't been great. Um, but, you know, again, it's just the overall talent level, I still believe. But, man, he is having – difficulty picking up this offense uh, and making that transition from the collegiate game uh, to the pro game. It's so funny. It's so funny too, man, because in college he had no problems holding on to that rock. I mean, you never heard about a fumbling problem with P. Ryan. It's not like Amir Abdullah who had fumbling problems in college as well. And then we saw that translate to the pros. It's just, uh, it's it's craziness. So um, I'm, I'm, we're hoping for the best. But again, in that ninth round, which is where his value is today, obviously a bit overvalued uh, considering he is a clear-cut backup uh, there in Washington. All right. This is what everyone's been waiting for. We've been teasing these listener leagues. We're going to finally make an announcement here. We are going to let in one listener per league, the OG league, the bearded league, and the danger zone league as well. So again, how do you go about, you know, uh, being considered for one of these listener leagues? Well, it's easy. You got to subscribe to the podcast. You got to rate the podcast and you got to review the podcast. And I tell you what, if you screenshot the review and then send it to us, that is what helps us make these decisions. But you don't uh,
3: have to. I was combing through iTunes reviews today. There are a lot a of baby. good ones out there. So lot thanks of everybody, ones. keep sending them in. Hundred percent. Appreciate all you guys are doing for us there, and the reviews are a lot of fun to read. You guys have said a lot of nice things, yeah. a lot of great feedback. Really appreciate it.
1: And it's really cool to see to see you know the the committed listeners who have listened to us for a very long time. You know callbacks to, to different things. So um, it's very cool, and we do appreciate the kind words. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's start with the OG League. Do you guys have somebody Alex Kelhar and Marcus Grant? Do you guys have somebody? We do. Would, would you like to read that Alex?
3: Yeah, I will I will read it. Are you dying over there? What's happening? I am happening I'm with dying. This is it. This is my last show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your voice like just literally went out. Okay. So, uh cufflinks. you know, we had <laughs> <laughs> We had a lot of people um, you know, reaching out to us like what if I've already reviewed it in the past, or how can I get in? And we were like, you know, some, you have to go the extra mile sometimes you if you really want to be in these listener 100%. leagues. 100%. Competition fierce, is fierce. So the first entrant into the OG League is somebody that went above and beyond the Call of Duty. I wanted to have – figured this would be a good first one to bring in uh, to kind of set the bar for people like, you know, go, go the extra mile. It, it certainly will not hurt. So uh, the review, Amazing Pod by Marcus Murray. Uh, is the headline, but the uh, username is froggy1313. We'll get to that in a second. Since it's been two years now, my thoughts on the podcast have not changed. I love it. I listen to it every week, even in the off season. It's fantastic. If you want my original thoughts, just check out my review from July thirty first, 2016, and you shall see. That's right. I've already written reviews. So how am I doing it again? Because I'm on my wife's iTunes account. I want to be in a listener league so badly. I made wow. my way through three Demi Lovato playlists, two, <laughs> Outlander, two Outlander podcast subscriptions to get here. I'm crazy for fantasy, and the crew on the podcast is partly to blame for it. He's the CPO, Chief Punishment Officer in his league, and he hits us up on Twitter from time to time showing uh, his buddies' public punishments in their league's Seat of Shame. Uh, he says they've received some pretty funny submissions, responses from us in the Stronghold, but the bottom line is he would love to be in a listener league. He digs all of us on the pod. Alex Gellhart is probably his favorite since we have a lot in common. That's not the reason I picked this. Uh, He he works in a movie theater and watches a lot of films, and we tend to agree. He says, uh, Marcus and I introduced him to the magic of the room thanks to daily daps. He also says, stop hating on daps. They're great. So the OG League would be ideal.
1: Hell yeah.
3: Uh, He also mentions he has a beard. He could be in the Bearded League. He loves you guys for the Danger Zone League. but He says, if he doesn't get into the OG League, he would probably go into his living room and scream, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. So hopefully this review convinces us to let him in. I think because he went above and beyond he had reviewed last year and didn't get in. And he had shout outs to the room, which yeah. Marks and I helped him in. Yeah. Marcus Murray, welcome. You're the first to into the OG League this year.
1: Hooray. Oh, oh, Huzzah! That's pretty, that's pretty good. Well, I mean it checks all the boxes. First it's another Marcus. Uh Alex Gellhars' <laughs> favorite. Makes a room oh, yeah. reference. It all makes sense.
3: He's an he's a US Marcus though, and not yes, an AS right. as we have. So. more the more the conventional. Uh, there you go. All right.
1: Uh we go to the bearded league. Although
3: this league could have an identity shift. You and Harmon were discussing that on Slack. It we may- were
2: discussing the name. It might be the Hipsters League.
3: Might be the Hipsters League. You know, we well, don't know. Might be that. Might be the Dog League.
2: I think we're going to the Hipsters League. Yeah. I think that's. We might shift. I mean, we got to stay on brand here. Harmon doesn't have a beard anymore. Wow. Well, it's 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 thinner.
1: It's thinner. It's thinner. It's thinner.
2: But <laughs> we were the beard league Much last like year, he we is. Both had you know. Nice Much like Harmon is thinner. His beard
1: is thinner as well. But
2: we do have our first entrant. Okay. We have decided. Okay. Here we go. It's our guy, Jesse Reeves, who apparently is a huge Chargers huge fan. Huge Chargers fan. He posted this photo of him, looks like at a Chargers practice, with a gigantic black beard just glistening in the sun. Oh, good lord. Putting Look my, at that thing. Putting my beard to sh- absolute shame. Oh, good he's, god. He's, he's written multiple reviews for the podcast. Uh, what does he have to do to get in the league? He also wrote reviews for our Hipsters podcast, so thank you, Jesse. Okay. Uh so me and Harmon kind of collectively on Twitter were like, look, you know what? You're you gonna mean be our- you
1: and he who shall be named later?
2: Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, collectively decided. I that don't we- know who this Harmon person We're is. letting, J- right, me neither. Yeah, okay. We're letting Jesse in. He quickly uh, tweeted a gif of Ron Swanson from uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec doing his little dance around uh, roll. The room with his hands. Let's roll. Waiting for the official decision. Okay, good. This is the official decision. Jesse Reeves at Bolt Gang Thang, Change it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're in you're in the beard hipster league I'll
1: say this about Jesse Reeves as well he has been a longtime supporter of the podcast yes, yes. Uh, he's followed all of us he's uh, hit all of us up online
2: wow that is a good beard though I just <sighs> went and found it <sighs> that's, that's a hell of a beard. beard his pinned tweet is a selfie of with him Keenan with Allen. Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen and a their beard. beards are very similar oh man nice nice job Jesse I do like it you're the in. fact
1: that his pinned tweet is with somebody else with also a, a meticulous beard like Keenan Allen yeah Strong. Strong. Good good guy. Welcome to the Hipsters League. Welcome, buddy. All right. There you go. All right, Adam Rank. How about it? Danger we're, zone.
5: We've decided to pass on our selection. <laughs> oh. oh. Nobody's gonna, getting in. What? We're going to keep looking. We haven't oh, seen anybody man. who's really stood out. That, oh, that's, enough, that's enough gig. That's inact. I'm just joking. That is inaccurate.
1: This Spirit is a guy, guy that you were trying to force feed down into. I wanted to get him in for the yeah. last four weeks, and you're like, nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I've been stiff arming them. Nope. Why? Why don't you? I don't. Him? And then so then I put them in, and you're and now you're stiff arming them. No, I'm all in. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Make the announcement. Hong
5: Kong Hawk out baby. Is going to be the first participant in the Danger Zone League. Woo! A young man who has spent a lot of time. I don't want to say haranguing. <laughs> but he has been interacting been, with us. He's been uh,
4: persistent.
1: <coughs> he's
5: you know been what? persistent. And he uses he uses a lot of memes. Yes, he and, does. Uh, but he uses good ones because uh, I think one of them, the best one that he had was a Jamie Noble meme, which was perfect. Okay. Because uh, that that kind of stuff speaks to me. If you if you know me at all, you know that I will love obscure WWE characters. Sure. He's heard of. Or Star Wars. Either way, either way. Um, you could have gone with either one of those, but he. Uh, but yeah, but he's been a, a consistent off-season threat. Not threat, but you know, like a consistent off-season uh, participant. You know. Yes. Always, has, always, a, always, always there. Consistent and persistent. I like that. That's pretty much me. Like, I don't do anything that stands out. Okay. I show up all the time. <laughs> so that's the one thing.
1: All right. So there you go. Um, I do enjoy it. Uh, looks like, is Marcus Murray on our Facebook Live? Maybe. He says, you're my favorite customer. Ah. Uh-huh. So there you go. I like it. Um, <clears throat> by the way, we will, let's answer that at least one Facebook Live question, shall Please. we? All right. So Daniel Ortega-Sendra asked this question. Joe Mixon, Ty Montgomery, or Dalvin Cook? As your RB, too. Tymont.
3: I still want Tymont for right now. Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin's closing that gap, though. Yeah, he is. He, Dalvin and Cook. I know you were just ragging on him a little bit, rank for pass protection. I think that one that you had tweeted, Franchise, <laughs> definitely looked like a business decision. But watching a little <laughs> more of that game, he got in there and had some good reads the, on No, 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 no. Yeah, that was
5: one play. That was yeah, one we, play. We it, talked about that last week. I said, if he's doing that kind of ass in week three of the preseason, I'll be concerned. Dude, he's a... No, he's – Alvin Cook is the
4: best rookie. rookie. It looked like he was concerned with getting out into his route more than necessarily chipping. Yeah,
2: I just think he has the least path of resistance to being – a two hundred carry guy as a oh one hundred percent.
5: And he, the zone blocking scheme is perfect for him because that's what they what they ran at Florida he looks State. So smooth out of the back. He just yeah. and you know what it looked like when he was that one play that franchise did. It's like when you're trying to leave early, yeah, to go to work, and you have to walk by the break room and somebody's filling their coffee. You know, <laughs> and hey, do you to- see that? <laughs> oh, dude, angels. Yeah, bro. <laughs> You just keep walking. Like, yeah. I gotta go. Like yeah. I would yeah. you know, normally yeah. love to sit here <clears throat> and chat with you. And that's what
2: Dalvin Cook yeah. was doing.
5: He's like, I gotta get out to the lot.
2: People were saying it looked like he had a route to, to run. Had a route and to run. Didn't, you know, a lot of things going on that, in your mind. It's his his first the first NFL yeah, game. Right, Step off. Right. All right. Sorry that I called him out for that. It's everyone.
5: hilarious. No, it's funny. It's I mean, like. It looked
2: bad on tape, okay? <laughs> didn't look good. It did not look good. All right. Uh, some other comments
1: here on Facebook Live. Ryan Anderson wants to know, can James grow a beard? You guys have seen me attempt. To grow a beard. It's
3: not good. I just shaved this morning, and mine looked <laughs> bad, too. Good. But yours, like, was, you make mine look ferocious. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, man. it's It was, I mean, it looks like the top of LeBron James's head. <laughs> <laughs> bald.
3: You know what I'm saying? Bald. Patchy. Like a neglected chia pet.
1: Bald. It's bad. Bald, Jerry. Bald. It's not good. So, no, I cannot grow a proper beard um at all. Uh Travis Lamar Myers is asking any way I can improve my chances of joining a listener league, maybe wash a car. That's that's not necessary. What?
4: Travis, that, that Travis I mean that it is wouldn't, not hurt. Well, okay. wouldn't hurt. Well, Wouldn't hurt.
2: My car could use
4: a
3: wash. I need to get my once he, he wants to detail my car to get into our league cuz <laughs> okay. I need to go get that done soon. Right. My car is a mess.
1: All right, so there you go. Uh but no, rate review the podcast. Uh and again, subscribe to the podcast. Yep. That's what we want.
3: Uh, And also don't forget to sign up today to play at NFL.com slash fantasy.
1: Slash fantasy. Let me read this beautiful promo we have for NFL.com. Please,
3: James. Slash fantasy.
1: Fantasy season is here. Keep the game at your fingertips with the NFL Fantasy app. Draft live. Manage your team anytime, anywhere. Visit NFL.com slash fantasy and get started for free today. No cost to you, my friends. NFL.com.
3: I will say, too, I know the app had some issues last year, but they've got a lot of good improvements coming it. in this year. They
1: improved it. So. A lot of good improvements. Okay. So okay.
3: don't don't give up on us yet,
5: guys. <laughs> Who's they? We're, we're, we're
3: trying to come back for you.
1: <laughs> all
5: right. Again, if let's close somebody, out. Yeah, there's somebody in Orange County who really wants to wash my car. Okay. <laughs> Travis <laughs> Lamar. <Yeah. laughs> He's like, I live in Orange County. Let me know. I'm like, all right. Wow.
3: He's Whoa. in the
1: Grove. That
5: would, wow. be,
3: that would be hilarious, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get the Daly
1: That seems wildly inappropriate.
3: I think it is. That <laughs> might cross some lines. What, to yeah. get a car
5: wash? <laughs> yes! Why to, is that rude? I, what if he works at a car wash? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's his business? Okay, I'll tell you yes. what. And I'm promoting his business. <laughs> if that's it. His- Why do you... <laughs> so rude to people. I don't know. It just seems, I now mean, to get it to literally it just seems wildly. So might
1: H-
3: HR might have some issues with uh, that what? As
5: if As true. long as, unless that car wash is valued at more than 250 bucks, I think <laughs> <that's clear>. Wow. <laughs> I know the HR manual. <laughs> Pretty steep. <cheap. laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God, let's get to
3: daily dabs all before
1: right. we get into trouble. Let's do it. Extra,
3: extra, read all about it.
1: This is the day.
3: Naps and Wait,
4: Give me. Depths abound, depths up
1: smoke Daily Dap time. We shall start with the kid from Wisconsin. Alex Skellhar. What do you got?
3: Perfect. Well, My Daily Dap uh, has to go out to Hamilton the Musical. I was lucky enough to see it this weekend at the Pantages.
1: Um, hard to get those tickets, man.
3: Hard. Well, my friend had committed to a season pass from the Pantages so she could get tickets. That's one way you could guarantee getting tickets when it came. So she went to several other shows and I was like, if you do, I will pay my way. I will do whatever. I need to be your plus one for that. Because she's one of my like only musical theater friends out here. We had seen Book of mormon when it came but but hamilton lives up to the hype it is just absolutely spectacular awesome it is so brilliantly written the music the blend of rap and more traditional musical numbers and things like that is outstanding uh it's such a good story there's so many good lines the the music is just tremendous i've been listening to it all morning on spotify now so do whatever you can to try and see it i know it's in chicago right now it's in new york obviously it's in la and it's touring as well Do whatever you can if you're a fan of musicals or just want to see a really – Really awesome story about one of kind of our underappreciated founding fathers. There you go. Hamilton was never president or anything, so <laughs> it it's it's super 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 good.
1: We go to the magical beard
2: of fantasy franchise, Matt Franciscovich, What you got? I'm gonna daily daps a show I started watching on Hulu called *Handmaid's Tale*. Hand hand Handmaid's Tale. It's Handmaid's good. Tale. Very good. Easy, very easy easy sure. for you to say. Uh, I'll get. I'm gonna give a three word review. Okay. Okay. Weird. Weird.
4: Suspenseful. <laughs> Gripping. Gripping. <laughs> It's like those, it's, it's, it's a like, weird show, man. It's like those promos you see on Hulu to get it, you to watch the show.
2: Yeah, it's like the New York Times says weird. <laughs> 5 stars. <laughs> Franchise. Says but I'm like grippy. I think 4 episodes in now.
4: Okay. And uh it's, I've been it, meaning it to start it. Gets, I love the book. It gets deep, man. Damn good show. Wait, you I'm you sorry, seen the it, whole thing? I've, I've watched the whole first season, yes. This is
2: the
1: one with the uh the girls in those white visors
4: and Yeah. yeah. Correct.
2: Okay. okay, got it. Uh,
4: so, it's go. weird.
2: I don't really want to get into any details. Sure. Uh but it's weird. But it's good. (laughs) And it's gripping. It's gripping, it's gripping. gripping. It's suspenseful. It's there are many moments where I'm like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" He's
4: gripped and in suspense. Yeah,
2: exactly. How by many by the weirdness, I think there's ten and they're an hour long. Okay. So I'm like four
4: episodes. Is in. the miniseries where it's done after ten? Or it no, no. It is a there's a second season coming. Oh, the Hulu original. There's really. a Hulu streaming. original. There's a second season. All right, fair enough. Very good show. MG, my guy Marcus Grant. What you got? Uh, first, I want to daily dab you, James Coe, for yeah. uh, setting up the second K Town Throwdown. Okay. Which Here we I'm, go. I'm sure plenty of you out there listening to this podcast saw the. <laughs> Saw the tweets <laughs> and the Instagram photos and That's the snaps right. uh, and uh, all that. Uh, a good time was had by all. I washed my hands with mouthwash at uh, one point. Franchise washed <laughs> his hands with <laughs> mouthwash. Might as well just come out and say that it. Was a, on Twitter. That was a thing that
2: happened. <laughs> Are you that faded? Um, no,
4: no, no right, not so at all. In his defense, yeah. the setup in the restrooms at the karaoke place were a little bit confusing, and yeah. so like there was a dispenser – of it looked like it looked like, a soap like it could be so. So in, and it was right in franchise's to... defense, you know, it could happen. There's also, a lot who of lights set... in there. Also, know.
1: who sets up a a, a mouthwash pump? There were also
4: tooth toothbrushes next to the... there.
1: Oh my God! There were there toothbrushes. Like, disposable there. toothbrushes. Yeah. said that they were serving food. No, 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 buddy. This what is different. No, listen. We went to a Korean barbecue. L- let's set this up first, okay? <laughs> it's the <laughs> second annual K Town okay. Throwdown. Okay, we had dinner first at a Korean
2: barbecue joint, okay. where we, I mean. Ate <laughs> our weight in meat. They meet- played same. Bruno Mars' entire catalog. <laughs> they a at at, extreme, at extremely karaoke. high <laughs> volumes, by the way. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, there Fun were, times.
1: There were, uh, there were drink towers there as well.
2: Beer uh, this high. It was...
1: Very tall. Isn't uh, the, isn't uh, the spigot on the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. It was fun times had by all. Is so it 2002? I, I don't. For whatever. <laughs> I, this is what I said. Why do they only have these towers at Korean restaurants and Mexican joints in California?
4: I've been to. They I've have them at Outposts. I've the been to country bar. bar. Where is
1: Outpost? I went to a Cahuenga. sports
4: bar that had that had them. Did they? Oh. All right.
1: Uh, <clears throat> then we uh, crawled into a, uh, a rideshare, and then we went to a karaoke joint uh, that was nestled into the basement of a building. Gotcha. And uh, everyone that I was taking there thought I was taking them to, to get chopped up. Yeah, it was it shady, a shady. <laughs> yeah, it was it looked super
2: looked shady. A but shady. once we got in there, it was
4: great. Yeah. <laughs> That's except, what you want. Except for the disposable toothbrushes <clears throat> uh, in the bathroom. I mean, they that
2: should have been a signal to me, hey, there's mini cups and toothbrushes. This uh, isn't soap.
4: Again, that being uh, <laughs> said, how many bathrooms have you really been
1: in where there's a pump dispenser of mouthwash
4: Next to right the next to the sink. Yeah, none. not not many places. Right, not many. Not many. So
1: I, I um, don't blame you there. Although that was pretty hilarious. So
4: topic. anyway, yeah. But thanks to uh, yeah, Daps to James Co. for setting that up. Um <laughs> My other daily Dap though, uh, for real, goes out to Chris Wessling who uh yes. had, his announcement uh, on the ATN podcast last wait, week. Wait, wait,
5: wait! I haven't listened. So don't spoil it. Stop it.
4: Um. <laughs> But I'm sure as, as you know, if, if you <laughs> listen to the ATN podcast or you, you kind of follow along here, you certainly know Chris was going through cancer treatments uh, for most of the summer. But he got great news that uh, I believe he used the word cured and that uh, the cancer has been awesome. We the doctors told him the cancer has been obliterated, obliterated, um, that he's going to have one last surgery to make sure that that it was all gone, but that uh, that he has he has beaten cancer. So um, I know for all of us around here, that was uh, incredible news. Big time. Yeah. Um, Chris is one of the great people here. I mean, I, I, apart from being an outstanding football writer, just a great guy. And so, uh, you know, congrats to him. Certainly we were all fighting for him you know, yeah. alongside with him. But, uh, yeah, no dabs to, to Chris Wesling and, and everybody who helped, you know, help push him along through this too as well. Yeah.
1: There you go. I'm going to stay in that room full of heroes. I will daily dap Mark Sessler. He wrote a Saturday preseason roundup, uh, and this line in his roundup uh, had me lolling here. Quote, <laughs> In La La Land, the Cowboys kept Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Des Bryant, Tyron Smith, and Jalen Smith coddled in bubble wrap, drenching Saturday's Cowboys Rams tilt in an aura of desperate,
4: meaningless. Wow. That's pretty good. That that Mark Sessler can spin that is some yarns, man. That is Sesslerian. such a good writer. That is straight up Sesslerian. Right?
1: It's pretty good. So, daily dabs to Mark Sessler. So, there you go. Um, for those of uh, of you listening, look, I know we just did a uh, uh, listener league entrance. We're going to continue to do that. So, you didn't miss out. It's, yeah. It's not, it like, it's not like we more. did. There's going to be many more. Um, are you guys doing a 12-team league?
3: Yep. There's nine more spots up for grabs in the OG league, okay. I would imagine. We're probably going to have to start doubling up on yeah, that. Yeah, nine, nine, oh, nine <laughs> more franchise. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Your to be named league. Well, excuse me. And, and hipsters, uh, 13. And 16. Teams. Teams. Yeah, 13 extra submissions still for you guys. Right, so. for
1: the Danger Zone. So we're going to have to kick uh, it up but here. We so. have
3: Adam Rank to give Daily Dab still, don't we?
1: Oh, we do have. Da- oh. Trying to already. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm trying to box you out.
5: Now I'm going to stun Because I feel off. as
1: if we've reached the limit. Hold on. <laughs> so I, no. I feel like we should just wrap that music and just. Nope, nope.
5: Okay. Let me go. I'm, I'm going to bring out the
1: like whole
4: list. <laughs> I think he's got like a Google he Doc. He has notes. He's got he like has a Google, like a Google do. Doc right now. <laughs>
5: I was going to <clears throat> do just one, but oh. now I'm – because I wasn't going to do the Angels who just swept the Seattle okay. C- Seattle Mariners.
2: You weren't going to do that, but you are I wasn't right going to do that, but no, now, I still now, won't do it. And you've Mark already Guba, done it. And
5: Mark Gubazar mm-hmm. he's celebrating a birthday on Monday. Okay. I told him on Sunday, like, hey, you know what, have a beer on the flight. And uh, like apparently I apparently as a daily, he's cool. Like I, I was stunned when the old Zusser, the old <laughs> Zusser, yes, Dan Hansus, who, let's be honest, the room full of heroes has a lot of great guys, and then there's the Zusser, yeah. who was like the Angels' announced team is one of the, and I'm like, what the, are you talking about? That makes absolutely no sense. My friend and I were lamenting, uh huh, just recently that our guys are so good that we'll probably eventually lose them. Because they both have Kansas City roots, and we don't want to see that happen. Although they live in Southern California now, I think they're very content with rooting for the Angels or broadcasting for them. They root for them. I well, mean, considering
4: the considering the current Kansas City Royals broadcast team is former Angels, biziac and Physiac Red, Physiac Huddler. and Huddler. Yeah,
5: I love Huddler too. I don't get me wrong, but Gooby is far and away one of the best in the business. But anyways, uh, I wanted to give a daily dap out to somebody who over the years has given me hours and hours of joy. And right now he is fighting for his life. And, of course, I'm talking about Ric Flair. Uh, he he trended on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. That's right. And everybody was like, oh, this sucks. What's going on? Uh, it was really an announcement for his upcoming ESPN 30 for 30. Yep. And everybody was relieved. But, unfortunately, on Monday morning he was trending for the wrong reason. Um, but he's still in intensive care, and his reps are asking everybody to pray for him and do everything like that. So hopefully this turns out for the best, but he's somebody whose who's talent that I've enjoyed uh, for a long time. You know, he was one of my – he was uh, one of the first guys who I was really drawn to because I always like bad guys. Like, he, Ric Flair was my 100%. favorite wrestler. Loved heels. Uh, Edge and Christian were my favorite tag team. You know, so I really was drawn to the guys who, who bent the rules a little bit, so I'm hoping – uh, hoping he recovers, and everybody who who follows me on Twitter knows that for the last couple of years, yes, years, I have been putting out Ric Flair gifs, you have gifs or whatever, yes. Uh, anytime the Angels win, and it's kind of our thing, and Mark is on and I were actually a part of that, and now the idiot Astro fans are trying to appropriate that. Uh oh! And some guy. Even this week, it's like, stop using Ric Flair gifts. And, I'm like, dude, bro, like, you're way late to the party. I know you're finally good after 65 years of doing nothing, but don't come after me. But oh, wow. And, anyways, this is about they, Ric Flair. They were in
4: the World Series more recently than the Angels. Did they win it?
5: They, were. they did not. And so, <laughs> so we, we wish a speedy recovery. If the Four Horsemen can somehow do a run in oh, and man. once again get him that victory, we yep. would call on that for right now. But hopefully. Uh, he does well, and uh, we have good news. I mean, who hasn't mule-kicked somebody in their lifetime, you know? I mean, a lot of people deserve it. Right, they exactly. They really do. You know what I mean? Listen, am I going to be walking around with brass knuckles in my underpants? Of course. Oh. Who doesn't? <laughs> Every now and Especially again. Especially give... if I was going to the K-Town throwdown, I would have had the brass right. knucks exactly. ready to go.
1: Well, when you're going down that elevator and, and you know, everyone thought they were going to get chopped up by James Gale. I would not. Have, you would have just. I would have right jumped. in there. I would have jumped out of the elevator <laughs> at that point. Like <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
5: whoa! First, <clears throat> go
1: down. I mean, who hasn't knife hand chopped somebody? You know what I mean? Who <laughs> does? <laughs> Woo! Some people need yeah, that. Woo! Some people need that. They really need it in their lives. So all pull right. through, Rick. We need you. Yeah, man. Uh, one of my absolute favorite pro wrestlers of all time. No question about it. Top five wrestler of all time? Easily. Frank was if was, not the goat. If not the goat.
3: that the end of the list. That's yeah, the end that's of the list. It. I just <laughs> wanted to. I wanted to fun. focus
1: on Rick Flair. Just
3: wanted to make sure. I like it.
1: All right, for the WizKid from Wisconsin, you going on vacation?
3: Next week. Next week. All right. We got
1: the franchise. We got MG My Guy Marcus Grant. We got Adam Rank. I'm James Co. We'll see you.
2: Also, anyone arguing that Thomas Rawls was bad last year can take a hike.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day.